Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind. It's the podcast for the busy gamer. And I'm a dwarf and I'm digging a hole, Michael. Joined as always by, he's just a regular guy apparently, it's Adrian. Ciao And not an elf at all, they are a wizard, Matt. Apparently, yeah, mage trumps uh, your race, which is good. It's progressive, I feel. It is like a strange extra racism. It's like, oh, you're an elf. Normally we don't like elves, but we're making an exception for you because you're a mage and we like them less. Yeah. Uh, Good fun. And if you haven't guessed by our clever little intro that we have been playing Dragon Age Origins, a Bioware classic, modern classic CRPG for the last month. And a month is what you need to play this game because straight off the bat, is this a game for a busy gamer? God, no. No, never. The maker saved me, no. <laughs> no ancestors <laughs> and paragons save me, no. Uh, it, it just isn't. It's, And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's the kind of game you want to sink your teeth into. You want to... You want to grab your, your Doritos and your Mountain Dew, sit down at your computer for eight hours a day for two weeks and and just get fully absorbed into the world. Anything really less is. is a disservice. <laughs> it really is just like a, you get lost in it. This was the, fir- the reason I wanted to play this game is because this was the first RPG series for me where I got like right into the world and the lore and it felt epic. It felt like a Lord of the Rings. This is, you know, pre-Skyrim. I wasn't an Oblivion guy. This was like my jam. And it's just, it's so detailed. Like, I haven't even dived into all, like, the codex stuff that you pick up throughout the game. But there's there's heaps of lore, and then there's more lore underneath the lore, which is really good because it then set up the series of Dragon Age. And while Dragon Age 2, I don't think, is as good as Origins, Inquisition took it to like a whole new level and and like this is where it begins not just in the idea but like the whole world is established like now and then from there they just get to sort of play in the space and it got a lot more fluid and less sort of bogged down as the series went on yeah I think it, it's one of those games like I have played all, all three of these last year um, and it Two, two was fine by comparison, but three, they definitely stepped it up. And I do wish that you'd made us play Inquisition instead of uh, Origins. That's my comment regarding all that. Matt is the least experienced with this. I know that you tried to play it once upon a time yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, I, di- I did try to play it a few years ago. I got to... My problem is... Um... I don't... The way that Dragon Age Origins is set up, so for those who are familiar with the lore, uh, it really does feel like uh, this... You've gone, I want to be a a fantasy cop. This is going to be great. I'm going to be a fantasy cop. Uh, And then you just watch this guy just freaking Avada Kedavra, uh, innocent man who has a wife and family, and it's like my care factor for the game just shuts down and it's like i don't want to be here anymore but it's too late you've been a part of the joining yeah but i can uninstall the game so (laughs) like it's like i don't care i don't care let the guy kill your family like not his family but the because then he dies which is deserved because you've it's really it's emperor palpatine like if this was in the star wars universe it's like anakin Hear me out, all right? So I'm not a Sith, but I did study the Sith arts and drink Sith blood. We're cool, though, right? It's like, no, I'm not Anakin. I, You just killed a guy. It's... But I guess that's why they are, that's why they are the Grey Wardens, and people don't necessarily like them. They are, in many ways, a kind of necessary evil in order to combat evil. They are like they can be like quite ruthless, but they are also like incredibly traditional and 
sort of respected in that way that they've been an organisation for just such a long time. But people do dislike the Grey Wardens, one of them being uh, Loghain doesn't really like the Wardens and doesn't think they should... Like, if there's no blight on, everybody's like, get the hell out of my country. Yeah, mm. like, you're not you're not needed here, so please leave. Which I understand. And, I mean, Michael's right. There is a lot of depth. But it's like, do you want to really be spending your busy boy time reading through a book in a game? Like, it's, it's like Skyrim. The books are there for the laughs. You don't actually read the lusty Argonian maid. <laughs> yeah, no, no one read that. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, well, that may be the only one you do read. But, like, it's, I and think then, yeah. as, like, a, a, you know, fantasy maid, what do you call it? Like, there's a, whatever this is, right? This versus Elder Scrolls, I like Dragon Age more as a unique lore, as unique storytelling I think that the world Dragon Age is in is uh, more interesting because it does a lot of things that I haven't seen before, like the whole the circle of mages and then the um, the people who are like the, the who is it's the guards, but I can't remember their name right now. Templars, the Templars that like stop them because that's like there's a lot of interesting sort of morals around that, and they do bring it up in this game uh, with certain quests, and you do get to pick sides. Um, and just like I liked it, the blight and how, um, how it like plays out in the Grey Wardens and how you you do the joining and you have the taint, etc. It's everyone just, has the taint. Everyone has the taint. <laughs> it's just hard to get into as a busy gamer. You really have to want and have the time dedicated, like, to play this. And that's where my first problem as a busy gamer comes in because i spend most of my day at a computer at work and then i spend a couple hours after work playing smite with friends at a computer so when it's after dinner it's time to like wind down for the night the last thing i want to do is sit at a computer and play a game so here's what i tried to do I popped on uh, Steam streaming to my TV, hooked up my PS4 Bluetooth to my TV and tried to play this game with a controller. And let me tell you, it is not designed for that at all. It did not like it. I was controlling a mouse with my thumbstick and it was horrible. Oh. Um, so I don't know if they've um, if there's like actual console versions, but at least the PC there version I have. was. Well... There was an Xbox 360 version, so th- someone obviously thought about controllers, but it never made its way over to the PC version at all. And furthermore, the controls kept changing. I don't know if it's a, you know, how Steam does that, like, controller, um, like, you can upload your settings or whatever, something like that. And so I, I don't know if I was getting different ones each time, but it was, I'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, I have to click the right thumbstick to like click the mouse, and then that wouldn't work anymore. And now it's the right um, trigger or something. Okay, it's um, Steam just trying to help you out. Going, how about this one? Does this <laughs> yeah. one work? Is this any better? I'm sorry. Is and that the answer for you? Yeah, the answer to all of that was no. Uh, and I know that's on me, but I think that's part of the decision making process as a busy oh, for, gamer. Yeah, as a busy like, gamer, it's it's yeah. always a. Uh, is this on the switch? already you've lost points now because i want to be playing it's this not even on the, the train you know it's not even the switch it's just i want to kick back in a couch and maybe watch some youtube videos while playing a game and this is not conducive to that as a as a busy gamer another thing actually that you bring that up uh this is one of the few games that when you click out of the window it mutes the game so, yeah, trying to watch YouTube and you go, okay, let me just quickly pick the next video for me to multitask. And I and then I can't hear Dragon Age anymore. That's like, it's a very minor thing. But as a busy gamer, it, it adds up, especially because you're going to be playing this for so long. Just, oh, wow, what a, what a wonderful time. Uh, what did you go? How did you guys find it in terms of its busy gamer aspect? Yeah, I already said, not a game for a busy gamer. Uh, it's a hard, it's a hard note for a bu- for a busy gamer. I'm like, let's 
because I have opinions, but as a non-opinionated fact for a busy gamer, this is a very solid zero out of ten. <laughs> like, you know, it could be good. Who could say? Wait, is um, has busy gamers? It's got great value in that. There's a lot of game there and a lot of lore, but there's <laughs> for a busy gamer. There's too many quests. It's like The Witcher again, where. There's even there's even like really tiny almost like fetch quests and I don't know what they're doing there because a lot of the side quests have nice little side stories where I was I was a dwarf and something that I set up early in the prologue then came back in the main game and it made for a nice like side story and so that's all well and good and I want to do those but that makes the game even longer on top of already a very hefty main campaign but then there was like oh the circle want you to go find this guy and as soon as you find him he's like okay i'll go back and then or the blackstone irregulars want you to find a deserter and he's standing in like a tap there's all these random little fetchy and i'm like why are these here that you don't need to pad the game guys it's already beefy enough but you know it's like you gave me a burger and then you were like, let me just put some more buns in it. Do you want more buns in your burger? <laughs> yes, give me a <laughs> no, big jack. too much bread. Uh, I don't like the main quest because the main quest is kind of like that, except you go, so you, you're at McDonald's, you get to the door, and your quest is just to get a burger from McDonald's. You get to the door, the door is locked. You need to talk to the goblin. And the goblin says, I'll let you in if you fix my car. You don't know anything about cars. You're not a mechanic. So you go and you either go buy, pay for a mechanic, or you take a quick course. And then you get inside, and then there's a huge line. And so in order to get to the front of the line, you got to go get someone uh, the magic urn that has ashes in it for some reason that you stopped listening to a long time ago because... All you want to do is punch uh, the equivalent of that guy in The Lord of the Rings who's like, eh. Well, obviously not Sauron <laughs> and not Saruman. The other guy. I don't know. Which guy? The one that's like, meh. Yeah, the one who's like all slimy and stuff. And I'm like, just let me kill him. And then you even have a cutscene where he's right there. And I'm like, you've already told me off for killing a magical Hitler. Uh, so I don't. Your opinions mean nothing to me anymore. I'm just going to kill this bad guy, and then I can go kill the archdemon. No, you're gonna. We're just going to let him walk away. Okay, it's just trail of dominoes, kind of, which is interesting in a way. Like if you, it's it's kind of like the antithesis of Fallout New Vegas. Because I have a new understanding and respect for Adrian. Fallout New Vegas, there's a very lot of nothing happening. A lot of, like, walking, essentially. And so I can understand why that's boring. But I think that beats having to... um, You are doing stuff, but the stuff you're doing is asinine and repetitive. And, uh, yeah. So you're saying it's almost, like, too realistic in a way, in that, like, life would present you, like, if you went to a castle, they'd be like, no, no, you can't talk to the king. You have to talk to his man, and his man wants you to prove that he can trust you. Like, it's getting in the way of the game. Yeah, but it goes all the way down. Like, it's like, oh, you need to... Like, here's a quick, perfect example. You need to be friends with the elves, but in order to be friends with the elves, you got to deal with their werewolf problem. It's like that, but then that is the simplest one. Like, the dwarf one was insane. It's like, <laughs> oh, you want to be friends with the dwarves? Well, first got to get into a battle arena, which I, fi- I think you can skip that one if you want to, uh, but then you have to go do another little side thing, and this is all the main quest. Like, this is all the main quest. It, like, that's, that's what I... I'll sum it up as that. The main quest just feels like a string of side quests. 
which I guess is just uh, how the plot is because it's it's build an army and there's not much to that. It's go and make friends, and how do you make mm. friends? You go do their things. In yeah, but it's games, like at least. you're trying. This game is trying to join every guild in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, but which if that was like the main you're... story, that'd be not so interesting. I feel like your character is trying to make all these friends with Salad. And and you don't win friends with Salad, but you just you keep going to them with Salad. And you're like, this is just lettuce. This is, and then they're like, like, I don't want that. And then you come back with potato salad. And they're like, no, I don't want that one either. And then you... Uh, you come back with a Caesar salad. And they're like, I do like bacon. I do like... Can there be chicken in that? And you're like, yeah, chicken. Yeah, Caesar sure, you salad, can add salad. that for a surcharge. And then you it's finally all part get... of the plot, though, because no one believes the main characters. Yourself and Alistair, the last of the Grey Wardens, no one will believe you that there is an actual blight, so no one is inclined to help you at all because, like I said earlier, they kind of don't like Grey Wardens. Yeah. Except that the elves were the ones who were like, oh, hi, yeah, we would love to help. But there's well, but we do have a problem. Everybody else is kind of like, uh, uh, maybe Redcliffe as well. They like Alistair. We'll dive into that in a sec. But you know what? <laughs> I didn't buy enough backpacks, and my inventory's too small. Is that how you get more space? Yeah, you've got to buy backpacks from vendors. Oh, I didn't know that. Were you were you running at like seventy? Yeah, <laughs> inventory soft. It was seventy the whole time. I was like, okay, well, wow, look, I saw that could get me some money i don't need that oh <sighs> i was up to like 120 yeah let's let's dive into this inventory management because <laughs> i can't hold much all i've got here for you today is uh rate us on itunes share us on spotify hit up facebook at no time to grind podcast uh and then two more uh we got crash bandicoot 3 coming up that's gonna be good and we've agreed we will doing that on any any sort of version whether it's yeah the original or insane anything anything that uh that you desire i'm going insane because uh con- modern conveniences uh and then yeah and as far as we know we discussed this offer as well as far as we know insane trilogy is based on yeah three. physics yeah. of three so crash one is the most out of whack physics compared to the original as far as i'm aware but uh, and I'm actually 71 out of 70 inventory space because I did get a quest item while I had full inventory. Uh, and the, nice. so the last little thing I've got is that there'll be an extra sword between now and then. So that's all I can hold. As always. Here. And then the last thing we'll be doing is Cyberpunk in December. Finally. This was supposed to be in March? June? Was it? Earlier in the year, or was it June, and then it got pushed back to November, and then it pushed back September, then November. Is it November nineteen? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty. So it's um, been a long time coming. Yeah, we'll finally. <laughs> that's yeah. That's been we've been baiting that the whole year. They actually pushed it back just for us, so we could bait harder for the episode. And I know everyone's frothing at the mouth for it. It is good probably the most hyped up game in a long time which i it might like be, it might be ever at least at least that i can remember off the top of my head right now i don't know if there's a game that's been more talked about and like unanimously gone like this is the greatest game before it's even released wasn't that nomad sky and then it came out everyone was like oh my god no but like people who don't even play games know about cyberpunk a guy at work asked me he's like He's like, hey, you play games, don't you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's this uh, Cyber 77? I'm like, Cyberpunk? Yeah, that's the one. Because of Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe if No Man's Sky had Keanu, it would have been okay. That's true. Um, I'm a little bit overhyped, though, and that it's, like, waned because it's taken so long mm. and I've I've stopped reading about it and watching videos about it. I've moved on to other things. Yeah. I think we're at this point we're just ready for it, so just yeah, we just got to get it in our hands but you know what cyberpunk 2077 and dragon age origins have in common what's that michael they have unique prologues ah yes origins oh that's good uh spoiler alert 
uh, being a wizard, I think maybe never do that one. I did. Did you do Elven Mage? Yeah, I went Elven Mage, but it's like you're not an elf, you're a mage. So just a mage. It, it, there was no Elven anything. It oh, was okay. like your mage. Because when so, I played the first time, I played Elf, but it must have been like Ranger or something, like a, a bow person, if I remember correctly. Bow boy. Yeah, bow boy. Oh, what uh, was so, our... yeah, elves have two origins. You can either be a Dalish elf or you can be a half elf who lives in the city and they are treated terribly. <laughs> At the alienage or something? Yeah. That is right where I But the I thing is, off. in this one it's a little bit different, but throughout the series you actually, if you want to be the most connected to the plot, Mage is the, not canon, but is the most connected uh, class because of the Chantry and the Templars. So much of the world is focused on that. So in this one, it was a little bit, you could be anyone because it was about the Grey Wardens and fighting the Blight. But even from 2 and definitely an Inquisition, it's about mages. This one's also good because I feel like it pretty rapidly gets you out of your like prequel origin story thing, but I feel like what you are pertains to the to the the game for a longer period. Like a lot of and the choices you make in the game have like actual impact, at least, especially when you go into the second and third game. Whereas like other similar games, you make choices and it like changes the color of a house or something. Whereas this is like you kill people. And that will change your options later for something else. Or choosing this thing means someone leaves your party. Did you have anyone get so pissed off they left? Uh, no. I'm trying to remember my other run as well. Not this time, because I kind of knew what was what triggered what. No, we were pretty cool. We were just... Fighting, you know, Darkspawn and stuff. As far as I know, the biggest thing that will annoy your companions is during the quest Urn of Sacred Ashes. So in the world of Dragon Age, if you've gotten to this point and you haven't played the game, the world of Dragon Age, there's basically Jesus, uh, whose name is Andraste. And it's not like the religion is not just faith, like the gods and this prophet were real and have like real tangible powers Mm. and the urn is magical. The ashes of this prophet are magical. And if you, if you taint them, uh, I believe two of your companions will leave. How do you even taint it? You were given a vial of blood uh, from these people who worship a dragon and they believe the dragon is the reincarnation of Andraste and they're like you need to put the dragon blood in the ashes so that she becomes like whole again uh they're just fanatics who have become obsessed by this dragon Um, well i mean it is the age of dragons presumably it is and uh and so that annoys liliana and win win who's like a member of the circle but is very sort of devout person and Liliana was a member of the Chantry and uh, and she's super like she thinks that she can hear the gods or the god, the maker uh, and people don't believe her but sort of because that would be then implying that she's like a new Jesus um, but that's really interesting and that comes back in the third in Dragon Age Inquisition when the main character becomes a sort of chosen one of Andraste that you become like sort of blessed by the greatest prophet I'm remembering the third game now because Liliana becomes the a uh, spoil she's like your spy master yeah okay you said the words that's fine she becomes a spy master yeah yeah because that's her thing she is uh she's like an ex sort of assassin who has turned to the church in the hope of like changing her ways who was your favorite companion I yeah. might go first. Spicy ramen, my dog. Oh, you want me to pick a human one? Uh, Alistair. 
Alistair is good, and I don't know how far you got, Matt, but he's got a pretty cool story, I think. Yeah, I've I've gotten up to um, the lands meet, so I've done all the the Arl, the dwarves, and the uh, elves, and the mages again. Electric Boogaloo. I I toss up between Alistair and Morrigan, but I did also like. I don't. I think I got to him in this in this run, but is it Sten or Stein or something? Okay. Um, you didn't un- you didn't take him out of the cage in Lutheric. No, not this time. Because I, I wanted to play a little differently the first right. time. Um, I went and got everyone, but didn't use everyone. Because I'm not sure if you can go back to Lothering to get Stent, because as soon as you leave, it gets burned to the ground. He's also a canary, right? Yes, without horns, because horns don't mean anything to the canary. Yes, and but the also in the other in the, to the in the in the future <laughs> games, they completely change their look. Yes, and so they wreck. They basically did a retcon. Yeah. So Kunari are like these uh, warrior foreign people that have tried to invade Ferelden, and you can meet Sten, who's trapped in a cage. They're like really big dudes. They're very tan and they're very like stoic and uh, don't say much. He he just has hair. Then in the second one, they're like even bigger and they've got huge horns. They kind of look like tieflings. Um, if you know D&D, and they had to retcon it to say that, like, oh, yeah, we don't all have horns, and, like, horns don't mean anything. They're just the same as hair. So if you don't have horns, you're not, like, lesser or, like, not as strong as someone who has, like, massive horns. They literally do not care about horns, which is <laughs> which is kind of a weird point, but I like, I like that they did that to make him still, like, valid. Yeah, because I think he's... he's- he might be the only one we come across in this game. In this one, yeah. He's the only Canary you will occasionally fight against them, but they are no other characters. Uh, also, uh, the correct name for the dog is to call it Barkspawn, just so you're aware. That's unoriginal. But it's I'll, correct. I'll, that's like calling your character something that someone else made up that's boring i'm gonna name my character something interesting like chuggy bum (laughs) that was a good one uh uh, so every quest as well so you've written here awesome story in law every quest is a story you know it's a story about love suspense betrayal 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 uh betrayal again uh every single thing is like oh can you help us sure what do you need oh i'm robbing this guy oh i don't want to do that oh it turns out the whole time the person that we were robbing was actually bad uh, uh and then at the very last thing i was the bad guy the whole time it's just it's like I think that's really also what got me as well. Just, okay, cool. So you're the son of the king, but you're a jerk. Like, it's... uh. It's Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones is exactly the same, where everyone is betraying each other constantly. Hang on. I need to make a joke, but I don't watch enough Game of Thrones to uh, get the joke. Uh, so I, ma- I made that note while you looked it up. I made the note for Awesome Story in Law. What what I more am referring to is like the setting, which I already talked about, like the fact that you have the mages and like, again, like really the best part of Dragon Age isn't Dragon Age Origins because most of the stuff I'm remembering now is from later games. But like the Canari story um, that comes up later, like just the, the world that it's set in, I think is very unique and creative and this is wholly original. This isn't based on like a book or anything, is it? As far as I know, yeah. Bioware just created this world after after doing um, Knights of the Old Republic, um, which had you know existing Star Wars sort of stuff. They said, like, shall we make our own world? And yeah, as far as I know, it's not based on any books. 
and they just went to town on absolutely everything. Like the fact that you always hear about the Tevinta Imperium, mm-hmm. who were this like empire that ruled over the area, and the the prophet helped like drive them out of Ferelden. But then after that, Ferelden gets invaded by the Orlesians, who are like the French people of Dragon Age world, and then they've been pushed out as well. Um, and like th- just those little details keep getting like dropped that like that people are you know uh, people are very like aware of where you're from and who you are and it's all uh, quite like everybody yeah is quite racist to some degree and it's just like it's a very miserable place like you mentioned the betrayal a lot is like most of the stories are very like like sad it's either like because of pride or like hubris and things like that the introduction of like the fade having this entire other realm where demons based on these particular aspects like pride can literally like control you so Mm. they're saying that like these aspects of humanity are not simply humanity they are these other beings and if you go too far down one rabbit hole, you can be, in the case of a, of a mage, you can be completely possessed by that aspect of a personality because a demon is attached to it. It's like if the seven deadly sins were literal. There's just like, there's just so much. And like, yeah, some of it is a bit um, sort of carbon copy, but then other things are really good. So in the Dalish, um, what's happened with the werewolves out in the forest is because the the leader, his children, were like horribly, horribly murdered, and he he cursed the people who did it like a hundred years ago. Uh, so it's always just these like sad tales where it's like I do feel bad for the guy, and sometimes doing the good thing. I don't want to do, but I like playing good characters and I get like I'm I guess the thing for me is that like I see through the game a little bit too much. I wish it was a little bit more grey, where I kinda go, Yeah, okay, that's the good option. But really it's like, no, you're a terrible person now. I understand that you were like you're grieving from like a hundred years ago. But, like, I don't care now, but there's still, like, this good option that I have to take. Or in the the circle, it's like, how do you treat blood mages? That's the biggest question of Dragon Age from this game all the way through to Inquisition. How do you treat mages? How do you treat blood mages? Are they good? Are they bad? Yeah. Is it blood magic inherently evil or is it the people doing it? Yes. Can you use blood magic for good? Um, like, Joanne in the Redcliffe storyline who hit the bad thing he actually does is that he poisons the, the Arl. He doesn't teach Connor, the Arl's son to connect with the demon that just happened by accident. But because Joanne is known as being a blood mage, they're like, well, it's all your fault then. And he's like, Oh, I actually didn't use blood magic to do that. I was trying to poison the guy. And there's only like two options for oh, there's three options for Juwan. Did you let him go? Did you kill him, or did you send him back to the circle? Uh, he died in that cell. I sent him back to the circle. I sent him back to the circle as well. And as far as we know, they make him tranquil, which is then another weird thing. Which is like you basically get a lobotomy, like because they are afraid that as a mage you will give in to the demons like there's there's lots of cool stuff and even though this game is like quite old now and and quite a bit of it doesn't really hold up i often found that was just too much running around in empty space at times through some dungeons the like what they set up here is just fantastic and it's just like this is really good stuff here and I'm glad I played the dwarf this time around because I'd never done the dwarf beginning. And I think in previous playthroughs, I'd supported Balin as the king 
turns out Balin is the shit guy. <laughs> yeah, the dog storyline is pretty interesting. So that's the prince, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I am the prince too. He kills the elder brother that was going to become king and frames you as the main character and you get exiled. Uh, and then he most likely has killed your dad too. And he's just, a, he's just a terrible guy. And you don't, and I didn't get to see that as much when I wasn't the dwarf, which was like, so that's why I enjoy the prologues where when I'm removed from the situation, I kind of just view them in a bit more black and white and kind of go, Harriman's like this, Balin's like this. They both do dodgy things like that. But personally, as the dwarf, I hate Balin because he's a lying piece of shit. And I got, <laughs> I got invested in it. Yeah. And so I was, from the get-go, I have, like, when I got to Orzima, I never spoke to him. I never spoke to Balin. I was just like, I'm going for Harrimont, everything for Harrimont. I don't even care that Harrimont is a bit of a dumbass and actually is kind of racist and won't help the castless and things like that. It's like, I don't care because Balin doesn't deserve shit because you know what? Betrayal, Matt. Betrayal is the thing. <laughs> See, that's funny because that's one of the key things that I think of because the very first thing you do, you go into the dwarf city. So I'm like with you with this. It's probably the storyline that I most enjoyed was these dwarves. Uh, because I felt like that was a more interesting dynamic than everything else, and you st- and you had to do smaller quests that didn't seem to chain off of each other, like. But still, there's a lot going on there. Combo. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, the very first thing you do, you walk in, and you're like, "Hi, I want to speak to someone in charge." And this guy's like, "Ah, oh, hey, we're going uh, Balin 2020." Uh, <laughs> just just make sure. And also, can you put in these votes for these other two people, Balin 2020? And I'm like, that's a bit sus, isn't it? Like, that's a lie. You're lying. I don't, I don't like a leader who lies. The first thing is like... <sighs> anyway. I think it's a really good start to the series. Like, it's not... I don't think it's peaked, but it sets a really good uh, start for the rest of the series to do well. Like maybe the maybe the the plot itself and the story in this game is a little repetitive, like Matt says. But I think they set such a good world. They set it in such a beautiful world that they then expand upon in later games in such a good way. So it's a good starting point is my the, overall. The combat is really unique, but it is also very anti uh busy gamer. Like the combat uh got to a point where you like you really do have to think. You can kinda of, you can pause uh so that you can think and be like, Okay, I'm a Pokemon. <laughs> what move do I want to use next? Um and you're like gotta make sure that you've got all your health potions and that uh, but then it gets to a point where it's just very repetitive and you're like, I want to play, like, I want to experience the story, but I can't because I've got to do a solid hour of gameplay, uh, which normally is good, but it's, yeah, like, it's not busy. It's not for busy people. Because <laughs> you hit a point where you... S- where learning new abilities starts to really slow down because you need more XP and you're just by Orzuma, it's just kind of like min maxing and I've got everyone's tactics set ready to go. And it's just kind of like start the fight and I'm not excited to try a new skill or a combination of things. And it's just like, Oh, start the fight, walk down more corridor, start another fight. And yeah, it does just get very rinse and repeat. At least early on, you're like, oh, what skills do I pick? Uh, how am I going to build this character? But once they're built and all you're doing is just searching for slightly better gear, I do agree that, yeah, it sort of ran out of... It, then all it does is it tries to increase the difficulty 
and it just gets like some points are pretty crazy like uh the anvil of the void is a very hard fight and they take it to an even further level i have played the expansion before dragon age awakening which has like an insane an insanely difficult on normal difficulty an insanely difficult boss battle and like and you're not and not even the end of the game you're like at halfway through and you just hit like a brick wall because that they just make it like m- more about make sure you press pause make sure you keep chugging potions it's like doing a raid in wow by yourself <laughs> yeah um it was about the time of the deep trenches that I, uh, so Michael, I'm sorry. I re-downloaded Cheat Engine and I uh, <laughs> then essentially had infinite, not levels, but skill points. Uh, so my magic was around level 900 uh, and then on Alistair his strength was 900. <laughs> and i had infinite health potions because it was like okay i've experienced this now and after pat like after cheating after hacking the game it's still like if like if you did this kind of stuff in a skyrim in dungeons and dragons you know if you somehow had 900 strength in dungeons and dragons each encounter would be over in the first turn, but this, it's still, like, it's still going. I'm like, I'm the most powerful thing. Like, me and my team are the most powerful things in the, like, that has ever seen, like, we could probably take the maker at this point. <laughs> and yet still, it's dragging. How are you doing this? Why is this happening? Um, And so it's like, again, it's interesting. And if I was there for the combat, I'd be like, wow, I'm so powerful and I still got to think about combat, still got to be like, oh, I got to chug your bum, got to heal Alistair. But no, it's just like, come on, I need to go find, I need to go get the anvil to get the big anvil. I don't know. I forget. So did either of you get to the end of the game? No. Not on this run. But I am curious to know, if you two did, what was your final decision in regards to the Archdemon? I did not either. <laughs> in fact, I did not get uh, as far as I would have liked. But I can tell you what I did last time. I think, did I tell Because I remember discussing, because I know you were into it. When I was playing through it, I was bouncing a lot of stuff off you. Um, but last time I chose, because I played an elf, yeah, some sort of ranger rogue character. Um, last time I had Morrigan, I made Alistair King. And if you don't know anything about the story, it's probably like a wild twist right there. Um, no, I knew. <laughs> about our listeners, if they don't know. Oh, yeah, Alistair's a Grey Warden. Now he's king. Oh. Uh, I made him king, and I also made him have child with Morrigan for the for the Arch team. Oh. Okay. That part was the twist for me. <laughs> oh, so, how did you feel about that? I haven't done that combination. Uh, well, that's isn't that the canon? Do you need to make a baby? Yeah. Why are you so making a baby for when they, So the thing babies. is, you got an arch demon to kill. Don't have sex and hey, that's Damn. all part of the killing. That's not for pleasure. That's for that's work. Um, the arch demon, if killed, like its life essence goes into the nearest dark spawn or something. Um, but Morrigan's basically like, I've come up with a way. So, so, so by by going to the next dark spawn, it doesn't end the blight, basically. And she's like, I've come up with a way. Um, something, something, I'll have child. Oh, yeah. So Alistair obviously has, because I was female. So you can choose to do it yourself. But I was playing female character. So you can make Alistair, who has the dark spawn, you know, taint in dark him. Dark spunk. The dark spunk <laughs> around his taint. Uh you make them have child, and so then when you slay the archdemon, its essence goes into the child, and then Morrigan's basically says, I'll do this, but only if you let me take the child and leave, and, like, don't ever come find me. Um, so that's what I chose. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's, like, I actually tried to look up if there's a canon for this game when I played it previously, and there isn't. Like, there's no, like, yes. this is the choice that, like, we say they made. Except apparently that's like the only possible one because of later games. No, because 
you can there's the Dragon Age Keep if you've never played other games where you can you can choose what happens make the choices yeah. or you can import your saves yeah and as far as I can find they haven't settled on a canon um but I remember reading something I mean, it was a fan thing so not not correct but like I remember it being convincing that something something the child therefore that has to have happened because of what happens no. in the later games. Um, Whereas I, Goody Tissue's uh, sacrifice, and I think that plays out well in later games as well, that you are then, you know, you're kind of almost like, not second to Andraste, but you become this legend. Yeah, yeah. Everyone talks about the Warden, and I romanced Leliana, so she in Inquisition talks about the warden like very like she's very like sad and and like misses him yeah. and things like that um so it's really cool that they developed one of the best like carryover save systems oh yeah in a game for sure so many decisions can carry over and i like the i don't remember what's called did you say the keep yes dragon age keep that is such a good way to do it like I love games that bring across your save and Witcher did it really cool from one to two because like you import save, it reads your flags, etc. But then two to three was just like answer some questions. It has nothing to do with your previous save. And yeah. like this is a good compromise. Of, like you don't have to import a save, but you can go through and they've like you basically select what flags you would have chosen in the game and go this happens, that happens. And it's really tiny stuff as well. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like that. <laughs> um. So it's it's the decisions you make in that game that impact your future games to like a a very large extent comparatively to other games that have done similar things. And that's one of the reasons that's one of the reasons I like it. Uh I but, trust you guys. I'm going to buy Dragon Age Inquisition on PlayStation because both PlayStation at, at recording both PlayStation and uh, Steam have it on special on Steam. Oh, they both end November third, so that's a very small uh, like it's a smallish time frame. Uh, so I'm gonna buy it because I trust you guys. I'm gonna give this particular game a no time to grind. Never play Dragon Age Origins. This is the most <laughs> boring game of my life, and I wish I never played it. All right, I. That's a huge. It's a huge statement. Like I, I trust you guys because you guys are like, oh, they're so good, and I've I've done the same thing to Adrian. I've been like, no, New, Fallout New Vegas is good, Adrian, <laughs> uh, and so I understand. Uh, and I'm going to trust and you. And like you like Morrowind, so I'm quite surprised. Yeah, because like, I find this much more entertaining than Morrowind. No, I like Morrowind. Ironically, <laughs> I, I think you'll like it because I think by Inquisition they've nailed down the parts about Dragon Age people like and do it really well. It's kind of like Witcher Three, like you know, one we one Witcher, uh, you know, you can play it, but you can just move straight to two, and two is like an improvement, but not. Yeah, and then, and, and then three, three is, is so I think Inquisition's like that. I know two isn't. I don't know why two isn't liked as much. I didn't look up why. I just played it. Is I it kind of like Shock where it's like Dragon yeah. Age two? Yeah, I think so. It just didn't do as well on release. But going back to Origins, I'm torn between a No Time to Grind simply because it is so old, but for the reason of if you want to play it, you're gonna play it. I'm gonna say Find Time because it does really have. I'm I'm very rarely impressed with the world's setting uh, these days because everything's very same-same. And this is one where I was like, oh, that's different and unique and cool, and I love it. So mine's a fine time to grind. If you can find some time, like I said, if you can over Christmas or over some holidays, try and grind it out. I think it's good, especially if you're going to plan to do the rest. Yeah, you make me want to say fine time. And I did enjoy this sort of trip down memory lane. Uh, so, yeah, if you can play it, do play it. Because it is worth setting up your your world 
for the later games with Dragon Age Keep not just going in like blind. Uh, it's it's the sort of Batman Arkham Asylum. It just for a busy gamer, it's just it's a heavy task. So if you don't have the time, like don't don't bother. And I feel that that's kind of where Matt has even sort of come from. It's like I think it would be fair to say that taking this on was such a such a chore it hampers the experience so if you don't have the time then don't put yourself through it because you'll come away disliking it further and it's a very good world building in the sense that uh it, it does a really good job at letting you know how much the world hates you so then as a newcomer you don't want to be there anymore <laughs> um but yeah, make sure to finish up the uh, good Bioware trilogy of Dragon Age Origins, Anthem, and Mass Effect Andromeda. Three peas in a pod. That that was just that's a that was a that's a playful uh, jab. I didn't mean that. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. As always, check us out on all the podcast platforms. We're pretty much everywhere. Hit us up on Facebook at No Time to Ground Podcast, and uh, we do have an Instagram too. But I think Facebook's the best way to go. Yeah, but I don't think we talk about the Instagram. You too could dive into the No Time to Grind Origins when we had a different name many years ago. Now we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> we have been doing this for a very long time now. Thank you very much for listening, though. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matthew, and I've been Michael. Uh, are you, what do you think is going to happen for Dragon Age 4? I never finished Inquisition. You d- oh my god. <laughs> yes, oh my god. I was going to drop something massive. Okay. You got to finish Inquisition, man. You got to finish Inquisition. I I want to play it on PC because I had it on PlayStation 4 and I don't like playing it with a controller. It's on special on Steam. Go now. But I'll have to start from the beginning. <laughs> but... Crash Bandicoot's easy to play.